have a lot in common, some really similar experiences, and some wildly different ones. We met because of beer. We bonded over comedy. But maybe the thing we love most is bread. And each other. Oh, do we though? Whatever. You know you love me. How about you just pass the bread? Got my golf hat on. Feeling super sporty. <laughs> Just ready for all the action of this Just podcast. Like super athletic right now. <laughs> oh, so what are you drinking? Man, I don't even know. It's a, I mean, that's it's a fancy a can. Canned sparkling rose. <laughs> I was like, you know, we're talking about strawberry shortcake. Shortcake. Yep. Let me get more basic. Let's just dive drink, into all the summer drink things. Canned bubbly wine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll see. You know, imported from Italy. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. No, you can't. <laughs> I mean, well, no. <laughs> uh, I am drinking a Rheingeist Glow oh, Fruited nice. Sour. Oh, sour is a good call too. Yeah, is delicious, and I thought would pair well with. Mm-hmm. What we're eating tonight. You Guys, did. get ready for all the chewing because we've got a plate again. We haven't filled our mouths yet, so you're going to hear it live. <laughs> Real time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is, you created once again a spread. I didn't really, though. But it looks like it, though. It feels like a lot of things just because there's options. And there's options for mixing and matching, mm-hmm. as it were. We did. We did opposite combinations. We did. Um, you came in. Mm-hmm. You made shortbread. I made shortcake. Shortcake. Okay. Yes. Um, this was my mom's recipe that I sent, or that she sent me um, the other day when after we talked about doing strawberry shortcake. Mm-hmm. And I discovered after I looked at some other, you know, shortcake recipes, because I wanted to see, you know, what the norm was. I was like, oh, this is just a basic shortbread shortcake. <laughs> Never on that. <laughs> recipe. So it is... They're sort of interchangeable, no? Yeah. I mean, it's a sweet biscuit. And I mean, these are... It's a rustic drop biscuit Mm -hmm. is essentially what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, flour, sugar, baking powder, um, and what else? A little bit of salt. And then it is melted butter, Mm. buttermilk, and an egg. And you mix all of that together and then literally drop it on the pan. Bake at 425 for 15 minutes. You're good to go. Easy breezy. Yeah. And, oh, I sprinkled a little bit of sugar on top. Yeah. I, I caught that as yeah. we were cutting into this. I'm very excited. Just a little crustiness. Yeah. So it's got that great outer mm-hmm. stiffness. Mm-hmm. And nice and soft in the inside. That's how we like it. It's like doing biscuits all over again. Pretty much. Mm. Uh, and you had some delightful berries ready to go. Yeah, I picked up all the fresh berries today. A bowl of traditional strawberry. Mm-hmm. Just cut with a smidge of sugar. I let them sit in the fridge for the last two, three hours, just marinating in that sweetness. And then I did the same thing with raspberries and blackberries, but I smashed those up a little bit more to get it a little juicier. 
and she's taking the first bite. <laughs> Here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I also made two different kinds of whipped creams. Just a classic whipped cream. And then I made a lemon whipped cream. Yeah. Because nothing makes me happier than a lemon berry combo. I mean, okay. So I just took my first bite. And the combo I did for this one was regular strawberries with the lemon whipped cream. Mm-hmm. And my God, that is delicious. <laughs> good, good, good. It is so good. <laughs> Because uh, it has just like that hint of lemon. Yeah. Oh, that's refreshing and All summery. Right. And my combination is the opposite. I have strawberries and plain whipped cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I did the plain whipped cream on my mixed berries one. So mm-hmm. it is so good. I'm not mad about this. No. Strawberries and whipped cream is like, I don't know, the most classic combination of all time. It's mm. just like, yeah, my mom... We always had strawberry shortcake once or twice a season. It was always a big thing. And um, when I was a kid, I I would eat everything separately. Uh (laughs) I did not like the combo because um, much like the raspberries and blackberries, like my mom would like mash up the strawberries really fine so it's like very liquidy. Mm -hmm. And so it gets soggy really fast. So I would eat my strawberries separately and then save the shortcake and the whipped cream for last because uh, that was just the best. I mean, as an adult, though, as you've progressed into adulthood, you're you're mixing now. I am. I, I have. Are you feeling you know, comfortable with that? I'm feeling really comfortable, feeling like it's perfectly <laughs> inside my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I now get the whole like, yeah, the... Uh, that shortcake with the strawberries with the whipped cream is just a combination that you want in your mouth. Yeah. What's so interesting, too, like, I've had, I don't know, so many versions of strawberry shortcake. Because it was a staple in our house all the time. I feel like it's, like, one of the easiest desserts yeah. if you're going to have a dessert after dinner. And it's easy for, like, large groups. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was, we had it, I mean, again, every kind of version. You know, I think my mom would make a version of this kind of shortcake kind of thing but also just the sponge cakes like the four pack sponge cakes from the grocery store just those little yellow rounds or she'd make a sponge cake but her preferred version of how to eat this was on angel food cake oh okay and that was always what so we'd get like she'd get i don't know sometimes we bought it sometimes she made it but we'd like slice the cake and then usually we served it in a bowl and then put the strawberries and stuff on top. And they mm-hmm. were a little more smashed than these as well. Yep. But then I remember my dad, too, also always pouring milk on his. Oh. To get it, like... Even soggier? Real drenched. Oh. That's almost like a... Because the sponge cake absorbed... I don't know how the biscuit would do, but the sponge cake absorbed it a little bit better. Okay. And that was always his method. So it didn't, like, fall apart. It, like, soaked Yeah. In. It just, okay. like, got even spongier and... Mm. All right. Not my jam, but. No. I think I can remember my mom doing it with angel food cake a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But I think our staple was pretty pretty much short shortbread. And I feel like this is also one of the things where it's like you don't necessarily want leftover shortbread. Like it's best, much like a biscuit, yeah. it's best the day of. So you want to like mm-hmm. get all of that eaten. But it is just a really nice light. And it's not too sweet. It's not like having like a bowl of ice cream or like chocolate pot. You know, like it's just like this nice after dinner thing. That's what it reminds me of anyway. Well, that's like 
I was looking up, you know, as I do, the history of shortcake and all of that stuff, which is basically just like, as this form, this, the form that it's in right now is very American because like we kind of have this like biscuit, that's where it, you know, originated. Mm-hmm. But um, there's an English version, of course, that had more of like a shortbread um, type. Like a flat, like a cookie? Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. little bit more like that. Or they would do... Um, Oh, there's also like a Japanese like strawberry shortcake, which is truly the more like the sponge cake with mm. the strawberries and the layers. Like it's like a three layer cake. Got it. It's kind of more, and they call it like a Christmas cake as well, I think. Mm. <clears throat> um, but the original like European version was like that shortbread with a layer of strawberries and then covered in sweetened icing. And I was just like, oh no. no. That is not at all. Not acceptable. No. And it wasn't really until, like, uh, the American version that the, like, whipped cream kind of came around, hmm. which I think was great. I think that's the right answer. Mm-hmm. But, like, I agree. homemade whipped cream. Yes. Not like, I mean, I got, I'm, sh- whatever. I can only imagine how many times I've had it with Cool Whip and Ready Whip, but. But it's so <laughs> much better. And especially, like, truly, I can't wait for you to try it with, like, the lemon because that. Yeah, that's next. Is perfect. Okay. And the lemon got <laughs> got a little over whipped. It became a little buttery. And you whip it real good. <laughs> whipped it so good. But this is kind of a fun story. It's like the first time it's happened and it sort of like caught me off guard. Okay. But I was like making, I was making all this and I wanted to make it like right up until the last minute before you got here. So it was pretty fresh. And <laughs> I never answer phone calls ever. And so I got this voicemail, though, from, like, a Texas phone number. And I'm like, all right, that's weird. And it was a woman who was calling to see if I had a comedy show tonight and if she could make reservations for tickets. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, like, how did she get your number? if you Google me, I'm the third result for, like, comedy clubs in Nashville. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like... Okay, this is both exciting, but also because the business is registered to my address. And I'm like... Oh, shit. I was like, oh, no, I hope people don't start just, like, (laughs) showing up to see if there's a show tonight, (laughs) like, at my house. Uh, Well, you have had shows here in the past. (laughs) I have. I have. But, like, so I called her back, and I was like, sorry, I don't have one tonight. I've got one tomorrow night, though. And she was like, great, where? And you could tell they were from out of town. She was an older woman. And her husband's in the background, like, they got food there? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I put her name on the list, and theoretically, she's going to show up tomorrow. All right, she's going to show up at Crazy Gnome. I'm like, maybe I need to get a business phone. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least a business number, like one of those Google numbers. Yeah, Yeah. because it was like kind of a cool thing of like, yeah, I'll put your name on the list. I don't have a list, but I'll, put, I'll make it up. Like, I'm not quite there yet, but I'm glad people are Googling me and finding me. In, yeah. In, you know, preparation for the future. That's super exciting. Like, when you said it was, like, a Texas number, I was like, well, I'm sure you were giving your phone number out in New York a lot to, like, contacts no, that you were making. I but... truly think they must have Googled, like, Comedy Nashville, and my information popped up. God, I love that so much. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of this exciting, weird, a little uh, premature, but very exciting uh-huh. <laughs> moment. So then you so overwhips the, the- <laughs> So then I'm sitting in here with the door shut so I can have a conversation. It doesn't sound like I'm whipping whipped cream in the background. 
I'm a professional <laughs> after all. And then I, <laughs> I like heard the mixer going and going and go. I was like, I gotta mute this woman. <laughs> and I like muted her and ran back to the kitchen and just shut it off. <laughs> you know, but I was an exciting little fun. I don't know what it was, but it was exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a fun first. Yeah, it was a fun first. Mm. Okay. Also, these mixed berries with the regular whipped cream. No, delicious mixed berries with the lemon. That's, That's where, where it's, it's at. at. <laughs> I just, I just think him. maybe the lemon is where it's at because maybe. that also with the strawberries was so good. I'm gonna have to try it. And it's subtle lemon. Like I just, it was like it's perfect. A table like a, it's a fresh squeezed lemon, lemon zest. I made Juniper zest the lemon for me, <laughs> which she thought I was definitely sending her to like a concentration camp. <laughs> I was like. I can't hold the lemon right. It's like, <laughs> come on, you can do it. Um, I think what's different about this, just comparing the two bites, because the the blackberry raspberry is more, it is more saucy. Uh-huh. So it soaked into the bread a little bit more, and it's making it a little easier to like cut with my fork. Okay. As opposed to like the strawberries, the inside is not dry, but it's just a tougher like break with the fork. So good. Mm. <laughs> I'm just going to eat lemon, whipped cream, and berries for mm-hmm. the next five meals. How do we feel about that? Yeah, I feel like that's a good decision. <laughs> you're getting some protein, some, you know, fruits. calcium, your fruits, your vitamins. You're good. Yeah. Dairy. I'll sustain you for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's been like a really weird transition back from New York. And I think most of my meals have just been... Uh, Werther's Caramels. <laughs> is that what it's called? Werther's? <laughs> what is it called? Yeah. No, you're right. I'm just, I was, it took my brain a second to process you being like, I've been subsisting off caramels. Yeah, like, that, but that is what has been happening. I have okay. two empty bags on my bed. Are you 80? <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're one of my favorite things. I did not but know I, this. <laughs> I got a bag of the soft ones because I couldn't find the, how do you say it? Brocks? You don't want your ventures to like pop out. <laughs> Just fuck oh, off. Oh, shit. Just fuck the fuck right <laughs> off. <laughs> what is the brand? Brax? Brox? B-R? No. B-A-C-H? B-R-A-C-H? Come uh, on. I know what you're talking about. You know what yes, I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I don't about. know. I'm not 80, yes. so I don't know the <laughs> I couldn't find those soft caramels, so I got the... Oh, you have a preferred brand? You know what, bitch? <laughs> Caramels are my jam. <laughs> As someone who makes caramels and I brings know. them to you. Yeah, well. I didn't know. That, d- that doesn't last me the whole year. It'll be a bigger box next year. <laughs> but then I love the hard ones, too. I like to suck them because they have that weird dent and it gets suctioned to the roof of your mouth. Mm-hmm. So then it's just like a little hidden treat for you? It's just like a... It's for like minutes a, on end? It's like a salt lick for a oh, horse. God. It's just like stuck in there. <laughs> but I got the coffee ones this time. They're fantastic. Oh, so now you're like caffeinated. Like you're getting everything you need from <laughs> it's them. It's my whole... It's... Do you do two at a time so you can get the coffee and caramel flavors? No, 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 no. Just like a combo? I got through all the soft ones first and then I moved to the hard ones. <laughs> but it really is sort of the only thing I've eaten for the last five days. <laughs> I understand it's a problem. Uh-huh. As long as you understand. As long as you understand. 
Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so you know, we can finally talk about your trip to New York. How mm. was it? How many comedy shows did you go to? <laughs> Tell me everything. Uh, I think eleven I saw eleven official shows, bounced around to a bunch of other like smaller local shows uh, that were like independently produced, which was really cool to see like was- a combination of like what the local scene is like and then also just like got to see and meet and hang out with like the biggest people right now which was unreal yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was it was good it was um yeah we bounced around to a lot of shows and then i got to meet with a lot of people who were beyond generous and gracious with their time and their information and just so willing to share all the information all the different perspectives it was really good to see how they're all operating very differently. Like none of them are operating on this like the same way, but they're booking all like similar talent or the same talent. Like I saw Josh Johnson three different times. Okay. Two club shows and then a rooftop in Brooklyn. Like just the most random. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it was I don't know. Made my heart so happy. <laughs> was there like what did someone's like particular set like stand out to you where you were just like, "Oh my gosh, like this was amazing?" Or was there like was it all just kind of Um Yeah, there was uh this this comedian Paris Sachet. Oh my god, I saw her twice. Again, I saw her at a club show and I saw her on the, saw her on the rooftop. And um man, she's got like the funniest like lesbian strap-on premise (laughs) I've ever heard. Like she was so funny. And what I didn't realize, you know, like I met her really briefly at the rooftop show, but what I hadn't realized is like Sam J's new show, Pause, the third episode came out, I believe the day I left. So I hadn't seen it yet. And she's in the third episode and she's just so funny (laughs) she's so funny and then i also my last night there i was talking with um the main booker at the cellar and sam jay came up and like sat at the table and talked with us and it was like so surreal (laughs) yeah it was so wild like like liz was so gracious with her time and like shared everything was like email me anytime you need anything like liz was one of the liz is the booker she's she has sort of stepped in for sd who's like a legend yeah and then um and norm he you know he's older he's not at the club very much but uh so she's like the primary person and so we're sitting there chatting and sam jay comes up and like she's literally at her peak right now like not her peak maybe but she's at the highest in the game she's been Uh and it was so crazy (laughs) but yeah no there was a lot of interactions and it also sort of like normalized and like demystified a lot of it because you're like watching them work through sets and because I saw several of them repeatedly you see the same set with two different energies two different crowds two for, and you're like oh they can have an off night too yeah like we've got them up on this pedestal being like th- assuming that because it's New York they're so special and the reality is like nah they're just comics just like ours <laughs> and yes yeah, some of them are like they legendary have... and have bigger names mm-hmm. and they've historically been around for a lot longer or whatever but like 
Rich Voss was hilarious. Like, and I wouldn't normally say, like, he's my, like, he's not, like, a go-to comic for me. Yeah. I mean, I watched a special that they filmed over the, over the pandemic outdoors in New York. And um, I think, did you go to the show that Josh Black did here that his wife was on? Mm-mm. His wife is Bonnie McFarlane. No. Somehow Josh convinced her to come down and do his <laughs> show in Germantown. <laughs> I mean, I guess he paid her, but, like uh it was a trip anyway i when i saw him i got to go into the green room after and we were chatting for a long time and he had a lot of like thoughts and opinions about nashville comedy and (laughs) i appreciated like just hearing it (laughs) yeah do you think he was right in those opinions yeah yeah Yeah. uh yeah yeah. Uh, it sort of validated things for me for sure (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah, and then New York is just so cool. I was walking the last night. I don't know. I left. It was super late. I think it was like 2 or 3 in the morning. And I like had gotten so used to just like getting out and walking and like maybe I'll catch a car, maybe I'll grab a train. Maybe I'm just, and I didn't realize how late it was because I had gone to the late show. I didn't start till like almost midnight and then hung out after. <laughs> At one point I looked up and I was like, oh, it's only me and people that I shouldn't be on the street with right now. Like, <laughs> I think I'm going to call a car this time. Mm-hmm. But it was, I don't know. It's just such a good, good place. <laughs> well, and such a, I feel like, different energy from yeah, Nashville. Totally. Especially. And like, I don't know, you got out and got to have like a legitimate break and just like mm-hmm. do a thing that you love and mm-hmm. see something like have all of these new experiences like that photo that you posted from like that rooftop in Brooklyn. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, that is <laughs> gorgeous. Like that's it everything. Was crazy. Like the sun was setting and I was I was standing with Dan, Dan Frank, who's a comic I had on a show down here during the pandemic, like my park show. And like we've stayed in touch the entire time. And so he met me there and like we were hanging and like they're all used to it right like this is this is their normal now and i'm like can i go be a weirdo and like go to the (laughs) corner and take a photo and he was like yeah girl like everyone goes and takes photos over there i was like well no one is (laughs) (laughs) but the sunset just kept getting like better and better and we were like talking and i was just like not listening to him anymore because i was just staring behind i was like i'm missing this i'm missing the light i'm never gonna capture it (laughs) and finally i was like Okay, I'm going over to take a photo. And he was like, yeah, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) It was so embarrassing to be that basic, but... To be that in the moment, truly enjoying a beautiful vista in front of you. That basic, Kaylee. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so embarrassing. I loved it, though. Yeah. Uh, Do you feel like you, like, came back to Nashville just, like, excited Mm -hmm. for, like, the next thing with, like, Mm -hmm. ideas or just kind of, like, this is... Like, did you, was there, like, one club or, like, a kind of setup for a show that you were, like, oh, this is the vibe I want. Like, this is what I want my shows to be like? Mm, Yeah. Well, I'm still, I'm still torn between, like, how, like, indie do I want to be, but also, like, I want to make money. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, how capitalist do I want to be? And um, I think... I think some sort of combination of like that DIY grassroots feel with a really good food and beverage menu yeah. is the idea, is the combination. 
Um, I really loved the way the stand was doing all of their stuff. And I loved their their pro their approach from a business standpoint, their like their mindset around business. And I mean, they were so informative. Like they talked to me about like their debt and like, I don't know, they they just shared so much information and it was like so helpful. And then whereas like when I met with Liz at the seller, hers was more like a reality check of like, she was like, I live here. You know you'll <laughs> live in whatever you do for mm-hmm. at least you know, year, you know, so many years. And I was like, you know, that sounds good to me. (laughs) (laughs) The less time spent at home is kind of the greatest thing ever. But like, she just kept it a little more real and was like, I sit here for 12 hours a day dealing with people. And like, and she also, it was kind of fun to witness though, because she also had this like, um, like motherly, uh, vibe i guess were like not in a weird way but like every comic that came in like came in and hugged her and like she was there like she's their person she's the one determining if they're getting stage time you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. it was like there was a lot of respect for her and you could tell like she loved them how are you how are the kids how are like you know it was like personal interactions with every single one of them and like she knew all of them they're all family yeah which is sort of what i want to create here is like this very comedian-friendly environment where it's, this is their home, and then we watch them grow up and spread their wings or whatever. (laughs) Insert one of your Instagram quotes here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So that was kind of cool to see, too, where it was like, that was like the personal side of it, where, you know, the stand was more like logistics and lighting and sound and like. So it was like a great. Oh, I'm like... I know that in some ways like that was kind of your ideal scenario to go Mm -hmm. and like kind of get get to pick people's brains and Mm -hmm. like talk about the possibilities and I think there was like a little bit of worry of like are people going to talk because like I feel like there's like kind of that reputation definitely with New York of being like very cold or like oh you got to earn it like all that stuff but it kind of sounds like you're not a comic trying to get placed like you're asking them for being like hey I want to do this similar thing and I'm not going to be competition like so I don't know. That just sounds really great. No, that's exactly that's exactly what it was. And I was still taken back by like how like willing to talk they were. Yeah. Because they're busy. <laughs> <laughs> they're like running these huge things and every single person I also met with like Matt and Amy who own Tiny Cupboard, which is the very grassroots, very independent. It's literally a room inside of like a building that's full like an art collective full of other studios and a completely different vibe to what's happening in like Manhattan but like they also sat there and talked business and this is how we're making money and we're doing this and this brings in an extra thousand dollars a month for this and that like everyone just wanted to share god I love that I know it was like I like texted a friend at some point I was like I don't know why you New Yorkers are like have such a bad reputation for being so mean because everyone's so nice and like well (laughs) I feel like it's like no but like that bonding thing though where it's like when you meet with someone who's like equally passionate about what you're passionate about Mm -hmm. and like you're not thinking selfishly of like oh I want to keep this information for myself you're like no I want to further this thing yeah and like here's my experiences I want you to learn from my mistakes or like you know have that share of information I don't know I think there's something kind of this is very cool, yeah. but like magic about that. That's really it cool. It was sort of magical, as cheesy as that is. And like um, Jessica Kirsten like hugged me and told me she loved me, <laughs> which is like 
I'm gay now. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the other thing. Wait, did you, like, willingly accept a hug from a woman? Well, I was sitting I was sitting down. I couldn't, like, I had nowhere to go. <laughs> it just happened. But, um, but that was the other thing is the, I, I don't know what this is, but I'm really curious to try to dig into it more. I don't believe I saw at a club independent shows this is a different story but at the club I don't think I saw a single straight white female get on stage oh it was a lot of men Uh of all versions Uh and then I saw Emma Woolman who's gay yep and I saw a ton of black women straight and queer and it was like okay this is so curious like i think that's awesome Uh right that's the entire idea is like okay these are like it's so inclusive but also where are the straight white Uh i saw karen feehan i will take that back she oh she was hosting the show at the stand with rich boss and i saw melissa via senor Okay. She's also straight. Not white, though. Mm-mm. So, it, but it was really interesting yeah. that their lineup still would only have, with the exception of the very last show, one or two women five to five men, which is the same as here, mm-hmm. basically. And the idea is to, like, even that out, hopefully. But it's even happening in the big markets, which I thought was curious. Now, the late show I went to... Um, the very last night I was there with Sam J, there was three, three black women on that show. Okay. Along with Atel and, uh, Renan Hirsch and Will Sylvans was hosting. So again, that was like a completely different, diverse kind of lineup, but it was curious. And I, I'm just, I don't know if like. They've all left. <laughs> that was honestly like my first thought to be like, well, they because probably could of go home. I can think of like obviously Karen Vihan, mm-hmm. Rosebud Baker's there, mm-hmm. but like even Rosebud socially is hanging out with primarily men mm-hmm. and black folks. So it's like it's curious to me. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting, and it's also interesting thinking about like um, I know we both like went to go see Taylor Tomlinson, who is classic straight white, mm-hmm. com- straight white female comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is just like blowing up right now. Like, did you see on Instagram today? She like announced that whole thing about she's going to be touring in theaters, which oh, was like her goal uh, that she can. She can. About. She yeah. sold out what? Nine shows here. Uh huh. They kept adding more mm-hmm. at Zany's. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like there's definitely that market, but that's kind of interesting to not have seen that mm-hmm. at all in New York. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. It was really, I don't know. I want to like dig into that a little bit more and just see what's going on. Because New York also has so many alt scenes. Mm -hmm. And I know they exist because I like see them and follow them on Instagram. But just not at the clubs, the club level. So, Hmm. because there were more women at Tiny Cupboard and that the independent shows and um there's a comic Brittany. she was producing one of the rooftop shows i saw when i got there it was like sold out 
and all the comics were hanging at the back and that was really cool too because it was like a ton of comics that i've booked on my virtual shows but i've never met yeah so then i had to be like <laughs> hi you don't probably know me but you did one of my virtual shows and they were all super cool too <laughs> like yeah you know i don't know everyone was just great and i don't know if that's just because i'm like i have this <laughs> rose-colored glasses about comedy but I don't think I do because I kind of hate it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily <laughs> think that you do because you've been. It's not like this was your first. Like, oh, I'm gonna try and produce shows. Like you've been doing this for like what a year and a half, two years now. Mm-hmm. And like you, you have kind of seen behind the curtain for sure in yeah. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mm. oh. it was great. We're just... Big fan of New York. Never going to laugh again <laughs> at a comedian. Never. That's a problem. Yeah. Nothing makes me laugh anymore. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was great. Taylor was great. We both saw her. Yeah. Just a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, she was just in town like two weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was... I. Like, I really loved that. And this was the thing I was, like, curious about because I feel like right now, like, the easiest thing to default to is just, like, talking about the pandemic. Yeah. And she did not have, like, one joke about the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I really loved that because I was like, no, that's smart. Like, because no Everyone's one, talking about yeah, it. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it. Like, we don't want to – we don't want to hear about it um, unless you're – Bo Burnham and your his latest special inside (laughs) my god holy shit the genius oh it was genius like I I, like when I was watching it because you had like told me to watch it Mm -hmm. um and I was just like sitting there just being like what is it like to be in like to be that to be that to be at that level yeah and like that, there were so many. Like the one that you told me about, like the uh, is this heaven or a white girl's Instagram? <laughs> I'm telling you, I screamed. The poses, the poses yes. that he had for like, like the, the photos, the shoulder yes. bared. Like oh, he nailed it. He nailed it. But also the other one that like really got me was when he was uh, when his song about the corporations yeah and how he was like buy wheat thins so and support (laughs) us in our like hunt for Lyme's disease cure or whatever where it was like that like supportive language where I was like holy shit that's what every brand did like yeah that type of thing and like the oh the other one where he was skewering every white male comic yes that when I saw that one, oh I texted God. white men comics and I was like, "You need to watch this. This is he is you. He is emulating you." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But even just like I don't know, artistic choices that he made where it was like slowly throughout the like special that room got more and more cluttered yeah. and claustrophobic what yeah. he did with lighting also every time he stood by the door frame and he was taller than the door frame i was just like holy He's fuck got, i like, forget your six six like that round door into his kitchen uh-huh. i'm like the architecture of this room is so good <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, the way that he would use, like, the daylight and the blinds or, yeah. like, at night. And he had just, his weird light. Yes. Um, every- the disco ball with the headlamp. I- <laughs> like, he used his fucking cell phone light oh, to create silhouette. Yes, to do that, like, around yes. him. Oh, like, I don't. His mind. I know we're, like, 
ogling over a straight white male <laughs> comic right now, but like he's on such a different wavelength. He is. Well, and even the stuff with like, okay, so like that last song when like he sat down to play at the piano and the room was like cleared out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is a direct callback to his YouTube videos yeah. that I like first knew him from, mm-hmm. where it was like he had the exact same setup, like in the same pose. And I was just like, huh, like I don't. So Your much. Brain. Yeah. And to create the entire thing himself. Yes. Self-taped, self-produced, written, edited. Like, all of it is just... Even, like, the thing where... <laughs> I have to assume, because there was, like, this big argument, right? So especially towards the beginning of the pandemic. Or kind of, like, when people realized, oh, no, we're in it for the long haul. Uh-huh. And there was, like, people had these, like, crisis of the whatever, where they were, like what am I going to do with myself? Mm -hmm. How do I, am I just going to like take this year and take it as like, you'll never get a year off again in your life. So just embrace Mm -hmm. it. Or am I going to like improve myself or lose weight or better myself? And like all the creative people were like, I just don't feel creative. And he was like, hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) Like he like did everything (sighs) there. They've all got to be so envious Uh of at this point because any of them could have, bought a couple lights and a camera (laughs) yeah any of them could have but like that's where again he's just on a different level and like that thing that he kind of said about he was like the irony of like he had quit doing stand-up comedy because he was having panic attacks on stage Mm -hmm. and in january of 2020 finally felt healthy enough to like go do it and like so i feel like there had to be like some motivation in there but i also feel like you'd see him losing it at some point in the specials oh, totally. where I You're was like watching his mental health like decline yes no mm. it was well <laughs> even okay one thing i can, the song that he did about sexting and the gold cross <laughs> earrings yeah. that he chose i kept getting distracted by it because i was like how did you make that to sit like that's such a choice and it was so good yeah. but like how did you get there like i just i know it was so good like i was so thrilled and also irate watching it i was uh-huh. just like what is your mind mm-hmm. because like some nothing people... has made me feel that response i don't i can't remember well no like it's also the other thing where i'm like some people could have tried this and it would have epically failed <laughs> yeah and it did it was so good and it's this perfect like i think i have not like i don't really want to hear too many pandemic jokes or like i don't want to consume a ton of like post-pandemic or pandemic content Mm -hmm. but that felt like what i wanted to consume of that where it was like cathartic in a way and a like made you think back to those specific points where like you're kind of talking about like oh we're in it for the long haul this isn't eight weeks like we're looking at we're looking at months 14 months yeah. like i don't know yeah <sighs> i know it was it's infuriating it is infuriating because it's <laughs> i think that's what they mean by genius like that yeah that uh because uh. <laughs> you can be good like you can be a good comedian you can be operating at a high level and then something like that comes along and it is just so different it's and so completely unique different and that sets you apart because it's both it's both hilarious but so thoughtful and introspective and it's it's so smart. smart and you're like i don't know i 
have a hard time with dumb comedy. Yep. Like sometimes dumb comedy is funny because you're like, you just need that like stupid release. But like my tendencies are towards like a more intellectual comedy where you have to really think about it or they make you feel things beyond laughing. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when we saw Patton right after his wife died. Oh, yeah. That was the first live show. I mean, only show that I like cried and laughed at. Yeah. And I was like, that is something different. Mm -hmm. That is someone who can make an art out of this tragedy, which is what Bo was doing. Like we're experiencing this global tragedy and he's like making it this, blah, this work of I art. Know. I know, <sighs> completely. And it's also one of those things where it's like, I think, I mean, we were talking about this the other day where it's like most comics like, we go to a show, they start their setup to the joke, and it's like, oh, I can predict what you're going to yeah, say. I can predict we've the already, ending. We've like, heard it all so much that, like, you and I are like, we know what, we know what the punchline is already. Yep. And with Bo, like, even if you know, you're delighted to see how he gets there because it will surprise you in some way, shape, or form. But, it, yeah, but even, like, the white girls on Instagram, like, it was the not pumpkins. just his words. The pumpkins. <laughs> Yes. Like, it's not just his words. It was like no. the visualization. Uh-huh. Because you and I spend enough time on Instagram with basic white girl friends mm -hmm. or influencers or whatever that we've seen everything he's doing. Uh-huh. And it's just like, okay, like, that means everyone is seeing this. Everyone yep. knows that these stereotypes are like oh well, that's what like his like the poses that he would do yes. in that one like the body language the way he would move where i was just like holy shit yeah like he's and then he he said something like golden retrievers with the flower crowns <laughs> and i was like that is danny yeah. that's like my sweet baby danny is this girl like and people will give me like shit about my instagram or whatever and i'm like yeah, but you guys, like, what no one is understanding is how tongue-in-cheek mine uh -huh. is. And it's all such a joke. Yep. Like, everything I post, I think the New York thing was a little, like, sentimental and real. But, like... You have your moments on I there. have my moments. But most of the time, it's just, like, making fun of this thing that mm -hmm. everyone's so obsessed with. And people will be like, your Instagram frustrates me. Like, I don't understand why you're... It's so curated. I was like, except it's not. Yep. I post once a month, and it's something bizarre. Uh-huh. It, it doesn't... <laughs> it's... Well, I mean, I think it's like... In some ways, I think of it as like a parody on Instagram, where it's just like... Yeah. If you say it's bizarre, it's like, well, that's what we're all doing. Yeah, we're all pretending. Yes. So I'm making up this fake version yes. of my life that's like such a joke. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just... Uh. Anytime Bo wants to talk about anything, I just want to listen yeah. to it. I've rewatched. There's a clip out of him playing. Uh, he's in one of the clubs, and I think it's like Seinfeld, maybe Chris Rock. I don't know. There's a table of like the the comics, the yeah. comedians, the legends, and some of them hadn't seen him before, like weren't familiar. And they're sitting there and they're filming his, like, they're, they're, they're having, like, this roundtable discussion. And then they, like, ask him to get up and go play something. And he does. And you just see, like, Seinfeld even just, just like, losing it. He's like, mm -hmm. this guy. Like, mm -hmm. it's just a different level. Well, and it's also the thing of, like, 
for the most part, as a rule, I don't love musical comedy. Like, yeah. I see someone get up there with a guitar or something, and I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. But he just... its His is... I know. I know. Because <laughs> I know you were even hesitant to watch it. You were like, I don't know. It looks like a mood. And I'm like, just embrace the it mood. It was. Because, like, I, I have always loved his specials and all those things. And then I saw that, and I was like, oh, this looks like it's going to a place. And I just, like, don't know if I'm ready for it. And then you uh, gave me the push I needed. So, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, what else were you going to do with your time? We're both burnt to shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I couldn't move from my couch. So, like... <laughs> Uh, who thought it was a good idea that on our first pool day of 2021, we stay out for five hours? It was a good time. I don't know. I No, I mean. <laughs> we just exposed our sweet baby winter skin to <laughs> oh. all the sun. My back. The, oh, the most frustrating. The top three inches of my thighs. Not the rest of my legs. No, Just the either. top. Three inches are burnt to a crisp. Your softest, palest skin. <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh. Yeah. I I'm like... glad I didn't go to New York with this sunburn. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I waited till I came back to fry my body. Man. Yeah. No, Saturday night, I did nothing but like lay on my couch and drink water and watch Bo Burnham. Yeah, I got like my aloe vera and um, just <laughs> laid naked for many hours. Uh-huh. Yeah. I also watched the entire season of Mayor of Easttown, <gasps> which is not normally my kind of show. I was going to recommend it to you and then I was like, oh, she doesn't want a cop show. It, I, Isn't that, it so good? It's so good. I'm obsessed with that show like Kate Winslet in that character uh, so watchable so watchable so I watched the entire thing or I yeah, yeah I think it seven ended. episodes it's done yeah it's over and I did that since I've seen you which was <laughs> less than 48 hours ago <laughs> <laughs> and I also am up to date on hacks okay I'm a little behind on hacks so. I also watched the entire new season of the Kaminsky Method. Holy shit. All right. I watched the entire new season of Feel Good. I watched that entire oh my God. season. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you, since I've gotten back from New York, I haven't left my bedroom <laughs> and I've only been eating caramel. It's That's exactly what's happened. <laughs> oh, it's man. cool. I have a new therapy appointment tomorrow to address all of it, but I've been just laying real low. <laughs> feel good season two holy shit fucked me up i i knew it would oh Uh uh-huh uh-huh it's too close to home Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah yeah there are a couple things in there where i mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so i've watched i've been consuming a lot of you and and you've also been consuming like on a quality media like those are some good well, that's shows. what i'm worried about is like all these new stuff all mm-hmm. this new stuff came out and i'm like okay i did it all now what i'm gonna do for the rest of the uh-huh. summer <laughs> mm, this is a good question <laughs> although i am there's a new show coming out on hbo this week that i'm excited about called um starstruck have you seen like the promo for that mm, i don't know it looks like kind of like a sweet weird little like rom-com of a show all the episodes are dropping at one time and it's um there's like no one big in it but it just looks really cute and funny i could use a nice especially after like mayor of god oh my god 
like that is not my type of show and i have i definitely can't do the like jump scare thriller stuff like i have a really hard time with it so every time there was a moment and i knew there was going to be i would just grab my phone and be like instagram's great (laughs) and i would listen but i wouldn't i couldn't look yeah well (laughs) i think like mayor of east town felt really different to me than other shows like that because like that entire last episode and i'm gonna try really uh hard not to say spoilers here but like that entire last episode was like super cathartic in that like there was closure yeah. and resolution and is like is there it was it like a limited series okay so or do you think they have be said that season? um kate winslet has said she was like i would love to play mayor again and i'm wondering if they're going to do the same thing with like um, a whole new case potentially or tie in the existing characters i think whole new case um yeah. but like in that that town is so small that i think they could come up with like something else and I'm, i would Correct. watch kate want like solve anything so that would be great. But, like, I think it might be yeah. similar to um, what they did with Big Little Lies, mm. where it was a limited series. They based it they off the book. It. And then the second season, they went, like, off book um, and did all of that. So I'm wondering if they might do the same for Mirror Beast Town. Yeah. But, like, it, it was... It did end in a way where you're like, okay, all the pieces are where they need to be. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was like a... I don't like a perfect season of television because you just like worked through this In art 36 hours <laughs> <laughs> i watched it i started it when there were only four episodes oh. out and so i had that like i wa- i mainlined the first four and i thought that it all of the episodes were out and then i watched the first oh. four and i was like oh shit and then yeah five six and seven i was like waiting for like Nine I'm glad o'clock it on was all Sunday. out because I would have had like I would have been upset if uh-huh. I had yeah. to wait. Yeah, no, I had to wait. I had to wait like for three of the episodes, but it was worth it. Oh um, uh, yeah. Now I need to get caught up on hacks because that show is also just really fun and I like it a lot. But it's also yeah, like it's, dark in its own way. It, yeah, that's sort of. It's like an interesting. It's funny because like feel good is also about comedians. Like there's a lot of like comedian comic mm-hmm. whatever shows right now and it's it's a fun take on like i guess maybe that's the dream for some comics to get like a residency in vegas i don't think i don't i don't know doesn't seem like the ideal scenario for me how do you come up with content like well but they can do the same show 300 nights a year because it's 300 uh, new crowds you know yeah so i just like any musician doing Britney Spears is getting out there and like literally is just a rope like it's yeah. just on repeat and so I don't know but it's it's been an interesting conversation where you're bringing in this like young mind with this like old school like you're not caught up on it Mm-mm. and the, I think it's the most recent episode they address like sexual harassment and stuff that happens in the clubs okay and the dynamic between like male and female comics in the green room and that kind uh-huh. of where like um why can't i think of their names right now <sighs> anyways the, the young older one, comic the young yeah. one is like what why are you okay like why are you standing for this like what's mm-hmm. what's your deal like this isn't okay and the older one's like this is just how it is and it's like there's two like different ways of thinking of like no like fucking say something like men don't get to like treat you like this anymore like 
And well, so that dynamic's been interesting. That That's interesting. And that also reminds me of like um, a conversation I had at work one time with a coworker of mine who's like in her 60s. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of saying like we were in a meeting and it was like all women or whatever. And she was saying she was like people today are like so sensitive and like can't take a joke and like blah, 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 mm. blah. And she was kind of saying like, you know, back in the day it was like whatever. And she was kind of talking about like sexual harassment, something that like had come up. And I like that the weekend before this conversation, a friend of mine had like told me about um, a sexual abuse like thing. And so Mm -hmm. it was like fresh on my mind. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, you can't just like say anything because you don't know what other people's experiences are and you don't know what you're bringing up for them. And she saw my face kind of like change when she started being like, people are taking it into, and she like, came to me after the meeting and she was like, hey, like, did I offend you? Like, what, like, happened? And I told her, I was like, well, this weekend, like, I kind of found out about a friend, like, Mm -hmm. this type of thing. And I was like, so you never know what's kind of on going on in the room. And then she was like, oh, okay, I see where you're coming from. And then she was like, well, she was like, these are some things that happened to me, like, back in the day that was just, like, totally okay in this corporate yeah. environment and i feel like that's one of those things where it is that difference in the generation of yeah they're like well this is how it is you just it's need just, to deal this with is it. what it is you need to be tougher you need to accept it or take it and it's like yeah i think we're sort of in the on the younger end but like we're sort of in the middle right we're like mm-hmm. we're not zen, whatever zennials generation z, z i yeah. don't know like we're not so woke and sensitive to things and we've seen things and experienced things but we're also like oh no we don't have to tolerate this now now that we know yep we know and it's not going to be tolerated so it's like that's been i don't know it's been a cool dialogue to watch play out in the show okay because the show overall hasn't like blown my mind or anything Mm -hmm. but it's like a it's It's just it's just easy to watch this like weird thing it's like gene smart playing this like (laughs) firecracker of a comedian yeah who's also in mayor of every i know it's the mom i know it's like so perfect like her her mom in mayor was like hilarious she was great that one moment when that guy announced at the funeral that he had had an affair with her And then, uh, spoiler, <laughs> but then Mare's just dying laughing yes. on the way home. That was, that was beautiful. one of my favorite yeah. parts. I yeah. loved it so much. Yeah. Oh, she brought like a nice little bit of levity to that show that was needed. She did. She did bring that, a all little the like, rocks. Her, between her Manhattan drinking and her, like, <laughs> and her hiding ice cream in the bread box. <laughs> And, like, playing that game on the iPad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, her character is super important because it does bring that little, like, chuckle of, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Yeah, so, uh, you guys are going to walk away with a lot of recommendations (laughs) for what you need to watch. If you haven't seen any of these things, um, get it together. Yeah, I think last time we were talking about books, and guess what? (laughs) Haven't finished any of those, but I've consumed 70 hours of television. (laughs) And caramel. (laughs) Yeah, 70 hours, 7 pounds of caramel. We're good Uh, to go. Oh, man. (laughs) We need to make a dentist appointment soon. Uh, yeah. It's a good way to unwind. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll unpack it tomorrow. <laughs> you will unpack it tomorrow. I'm excited to hear about that. But no, I mean, I think it goes back to like, 
I mean, on theme, like the power of story is like real and like shared stories, shared experiences, or like seeing something from someone else's perspective or just a well-told story, like will always hold so much like power and interest. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. (sighs) All right. Well, this has been quite the episode. Yeah. We've talked a lot about things that we love. We didn't give enough. I don't think we've talked about your bread enough. I think we uh, did. We. I think we talked quite a bit about it at the beginning. And like, I mean, as soon as we get off, I'm 100% getting more into that lemon whipped cream. Because oh yeah, dear I'm for God. sure just going straight berries and whipped cream. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I bet your um, shortcake would be good though, like heated up. Ooh. In the morning. Mm-hmm. With some berry mm-hmm. compote. Oh, so fancy. <laughs> Are you so excited for breakfast tomorrow? I am. Although, to be honest, I have those raspberry scones in the freezer, and I've been baking mm. a solitary one every morning for breakfast, and that has been making me quite in happy. In your giant oven? In my giant-ass oven. In the middle of a heat wave. It's not a heat wave yet. We're still getting no, down in the know. 60s at it night. It felt warm this afternoon. Well, it felt the humid. humidity is finally kicking in. It's here. I felt like that was the thing on Saturday, why we stayed out so long, is it was so nice. Yeah, it really was. And especially like the last like two hours, it was just kind of cloudy. It wasn't super hot. Mm-hmm. The pool was <laughs> so cold. Freezing. <laughs> Titties were on oh. point. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I, as we were like sitting out there, I was like, oh, we need to like treasure this day because after this, it's, it's going to get a lot stickier. humid. And then we'll be in the water a lot time. more. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. At least I got a good base for my tan. <laughs> At least I got a streaky base. <laughs> <laughs> you did have some like handprint streaks. you like clearly see where I had applied uh, SPF and where I had This not. is why I tell her she needs a man to rub her down. I mean, I'm not <laughs> arguing with you there. <laughs> but, all right. Well, this was lovely can all of our bakes for the next three and a half months involve berries yeah berries and the cream I and mean. sourdough <laughs> you know just a normal combo uh-huh totally totally normal <laughs> all right well thanks for listening everyone yeah please like and follow and subscribe i know apple podcasts have changed their platform and you now follow you don't subscribe anymore yeah. so please follow us mm-hmm. feel free to rate and review us uh same with spotify you just follow us on spotify if that's your jam i don't know where else y'all are listening but i know we exist on all the places every platform you can get a podcast um yeah follow us on instagram i've gotten really lazy about instagram because i just was doing so many things but i promise i'll start posting (laughs) i mean you had really quality tv to watch we don't understand (laughs) so much television to consume and we're all good yeah all right well we will be back next week with something yeah we don't know yet but for now we're just gonna go eat whipped cream and berries yeah it's gonna be delicious yeah, I want another beer. Not gonna lie, or I want to try that rose. Good. I can get a drink of also, that. Also, there's a front porch to go sit on. Oh, yeah. So we're Let's gonna go that. air out our air out our hot crotches and 
eat <laughs> and drink and drink <laughs> all right bye, bye.